Rooney. In six months, you're gonna see me dancing and... I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Ay, ay, ay. So let me tell you why I want to do this. The last three years have been so emotional for everyone I know in this country. Emotional in a good way sometimes, mm -hmm. mostly emotional in a bad way. And these emotions tend to be public. A lot of us have experienced a country's journey publicly. I think we both know what it's like to be on the streets when people are protesting. And we also know what it's like to feel pain. Whether the pain is physical, it could be something like witnessing the port blasts aftermath. The pain can be an emotional journey. I mean, the economic crisis is hurting all of us in different ways. And I think watching your country collapse in your better years, in your prime, is in itself a very, it's a devastating process. And then you add to that. We've been through a pandemic. We've been locked in our homes. We're now experiencing cholera for the first time in decades. And in that very, very tragic stage, I'm increasingly drawn to you. about your cancer but you're public enough so that I figured it out and I think your closer friends know this already but I don't think the larger community that knows Bolero knows what you're going through and I was I was really drawn to what you were I was drawn to the way you were coping so in seven weeks visiting you regularly in your hospital bed I laughed the hardest I've laughed in a long time um, these very, very rude jokes that we shared together really make me, ha make me feel great. And I realized that even before you went to the hospital, I think this was maybe a few days before, I was sitting with you at Bolero, and uh, you were laughing about your cancer, but laughing in a way that is so dark and, and attractive. So, for all those reasons and more, I'm sitting with you in your bed, not in your bed, next to your bed, in your bedroom. <laughs> it's a little too intimate. <laughs> I'm next to your bed. And in the background, there's the music of Bolero. And we're in Betrun. I know it's November, but a Saturday night in Betrun is still a weekend night. There are people going out. There's traffic. There's life. And you're in bed. Your third month now in bed. Yes. I can't, I can't just... There's something about... 
being locked in this limited space that I think anyone would lose their mind. I know I have this in my character that I'm really positive. You, mm. I am a positive person. And then I took it like it's, it's a project. Okay, there are solutions. <coughs> I went to the doctors. They told me that, yeah, okay, you know, you need to do this, this, this. And you'll get over it. So the first treatment I did, I believe I was stronger than now. And I mm. laughed about it. And mm. I was like taking it like, okay, I'm going to, it's, uh, it's easy. And I'm going to get over it and whatever. And I kept uh, my normal life, actually. This mm. is what helped. I kept working. I kept like, um, I worked. I did, I did Pilates. I did sports. I did, so I lived the normal. You were my, able to do that while you were first diagnosed. Yes. How many years ago was that? <coughs> Last, last year. Oh, just one year ago you discovered yes. you had breast cancer. The, th the thing is, I was diagnosed, yes, in June 2021. I did the treatment till March 2022. I finished my treatment and I was still under a preventive treatment when I discovered again that the cancer came back. So it was too quick. Mm. Even doctors, they mm. didn't expect the cancer to be back that, uh, no, this fat, no. I called my doctor, I had a neck pain. Mm. And I called my doctor and I was like, I have a neck pain, can I take an anti-inflammatory, I don't know, medicine or something? He was like, yeah, no problem. And then I went partying. Oh, so you were able to keep your life going as <coughs> if... Yeah, it was yeah. a neck pain. Right. So yeah. I had a neck pain. And I was taking like the preventive treatment, whatever. Yeah. But I couldn't drink, whatever. I can keep my normal life. Mm. And I was working as well. Right. And you were working so, at Bolero? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask you, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting yeah. too much, but did, did you, did people know just from, from the way you were carrying yourself, did they figure out something was happening? Was there anything that was showing that? Yes. I see. Because like during the treatment, I lost my hair. Right. I lost yeah. my uh, eyebrows. So, so it showed at the beginning, you know, it's like... Kind of, it was uh, like a taboo to talk about, like, yeah, you have cancer, don't tell anyone. Right, right. But I, I, I didn't take this approach. And I was like, people should be aware that it can happen to anyone. So you felt especially, the need to tell people. Exactly, especially okay. that uh, I'm someone who's very healthy. Like, okay, I drink, but I don't smoke, I don't yeah. eat meat, I don't eat chicken. So <laughs> it can happen to anyone. Yeah. And, and uh, we don't have uh, cancer in the family. So I didn't expect, like, right. neither my aunts, like, my mom, no, no one has cancer. You, you did not ever imagine that this was going to happen? No. Honestly, no. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I never thought about it. It was, like, a really, I don't know. It never crossed my mind. Yeah. Like, it, it, it can happen to me. And, uh, or to any, any member of my family, actually. This is a slightly sensitive question, but by July of 2021, you're diagnosed with breast cancer. In the months leading up to July, did you feel that this was happening or was it still more of, I'm just not feeling well or there's pain? Because I'm not familiar with this topic. And uh, I, I'm just wondering how you came, what was it? Uh, the was thing the, is, yeah. There was like, uh, you know, there was the pandemic, the corona. Yes, yeah. So I didn't see my doctor for a couple of, 
years, mm. <clears throat> but I didn't have anything. Yeah. So when I went to do the checkup, I felt something, and I went to do the checkup actually, and um, no, with the results I wasn't expecting. I wasn't like even worried, because they called me from the laboratory and they tell, tell me like the, your results out are out. If you want to come and pick them out, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, it was a Friday or uh, I don't know what. Uh, now I'm in Batroun, I'll pick them up uh, Monday, I'll go to Beirut and I'll pick them up. And it's like, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's nothing. Or uh, And uh, then my sister-in-law was like, no, let's send someone and get the results just to make sure. So did you go to the checkup <coughs> feeling something was wrong? Yes. Or? Okay, so you actually wanted to make sure nothing was wrong. Yes, I, I felt something yeah. and I, this is why I went to the, do the checkup. Yes. It wasn't a routine routine checkup. Right, right, right. The routine checkup I missed it due to Corona. So, you know, there was like uh, all the hospitals were like uh, you couldn't go there and uh, so I didn't want to risk it. And they were dealing with Corona? <coughs> exactly. Yeah. So so that's it. So I think many people had the same issue. Like they discovered they had something but a bit late. Because like I was stage three, I wasn't like mm. in a very early stage. Uh, it wasn't like very early right. cancer stage. So stage three would imply that you've at least had it for already almost a year. Is that? Yeah, is even more. Even more. Yeah. Okay. Even more. So I mean. And it was grade three. Like yeah. it's, it was aggressive. It's like uh, it's an aggressive mm. cancer yeah. that I have, and um, but unfortunately, like. When I spoke to my doctors and they tell me that give us a clean PET scan, like there's nothing in your body, just only in the breast is fine. Yeah. And you will uh, 90% you will heal and you will you will heal and it's fine. Oh, 90%. That's yeah. what you were told at the beginning. Yes. Okay. So I did the whole treatment. The PET scan was clear. Mm. Uh, so I did uh, the whole treatment and by the book i swear like i was like doing everything by the book and i like i want i stopped eating sugar so i did everything i could yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is what pissed me off because like um, less than six months after my uh, last treatment <clears throat> i discovered that it's back and it's in the bones so th those those months from july 2021 until really just a few months ago, almost a year yeah. of, of being diagnosed. And then on your way to recovery, just your own acceptance, let's say, that it wasn't completely gone. Was this sort of a step-by-step -step process or was it more like you knew already from the beginning that it wasn't going the way you wanted? No, actually, when I, when I was done with the treatment, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Oh. They removed everything. They, okay. you know, I'm, I was yes. like, uh, yeah. I was excited for my new life, actually. Mm. I'm like, yeah, it's a new life. I'm going to take it like, uh, uh, you know, a new beginning, a new uh, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't expect at all, like, to have, uh, to have this again. Yeah. So, on the contrary, I was like, Yes, I'm done with the treatment. I'm done with everything. And I'm doing like a preventive. Uh, I'm taking preventive pills. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's like uh, just for protection. You can, yeah. you know, so. Um, the reason I'm asking you is because when I got to know you better, and it's really 
the months leading up to the summer. So it's, it's really actually, if I want to be more focused, it's the weeks before you return to the hospital. You were shining. I would never know had you not told me. I would never know, actually. Oh. I think that's part of the story that it doesn't show. I just thought, and this is me being <coughs> stupid, I thought you got a haircut. I know. <laughs> and you were... Actually, most people thought that. Yeah. Because like, like, I used to... like the people used It to looks stop good me, on you too. So I'm like, oh, that's just... Used nice to stop me haircut. on the street. Like, like, yeah, I love your haircut. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> one yeah, time, sure. <laughs> I was on an elevator, and uh, a woman like uh, she she went uh, she went in, and she was like, oh, I admire your hair. I want to have a short uh, short hair, but my husband uh, don't like it, yeah. and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> and I was like, I was really uh, this these this day, I was really angry, and I was like, what? Do I have a haircut? I have. This is sort of from chemo. This is from chemo. And I started like yelling. At yeah. So, you, so there were moments where you snapped. About yeah. This. Okay. Good. <laughs> I think you'd need to. Thank God. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't, wouldn't be. Real. Otherwise. <laughs> so, so the, the reason I'm from my side, I discovered that you were no longer showing up. In the middle of the summer, I would see your sister. Michelle. Yeah. I would see your mom. At times, I would see your brothers. Uh, but you were missing. Yeah. And I think a month into that disappearance, I don't come here all the time, but I do make it a point to come as much as I can. I just sort of casually asked, like, what happened to Aimee? <laughs> and they're like, you idiot, she's in the hospital. I'm like, why? <laughs> and I felt so stupid. Because <laughs> not only had I been spending very nice moments with you, a cousin who had a wedding at Bolero, yeah. uh, even just sitting with you on different occasions, you were, you were in your element and you were moving around and you were active. And I was getting to know you better in terms of your own private life. You were sharing some funny stories about relationships and how they don't always work. But you were being hilarious. And then it's like, oh my, oh, she's, she's at AUH. She's been at AUH for a month and her cancer is back. It's aggressive. And here I am, thinking that my problems are big. You were comfortable telling people you had you had cancer that you were. Yeah, I was. But you didn't necessarily want people to feel it when you were with them. Exactly. So you were. Trying. Actually, the yeah. thing is, I don't like to be. I don't do sick. Sick. Mm. This is what I told even my when I when I knew I had cancer. You know, like the family was like, yeah, they wouldn't let me even like go to get a, a bottle of water and you know, whatever. We'll do it for you. We'll do that. I'm like, stop it. I don't do sick. Don't treat me like a sick person. I don't like to do sick. Don't treat okay. me like a sick person. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay, if I if I'm tired and I yeah. can't do something, I will ask for more. I will tell you, bring yeah. me this, please help me do that. But don't treat me like I'm a sick person. I'm like okay, I have cancer. I took it like any other disease actually. Yeah. Like someone who has like a heart problem or uh, or cholesterol. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Even though it's uh, a little more. It's uh, <laughs> a little more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more uh, 
<laughs> I mean, no offense to the cholesterol community. No but offense to the cholesterol community. Uh, cancer is just a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for me, you know, breast cancer was uh, common. Many women has has it or has a, a certain type of cancer, and no one talks about it. Yeah. But when I started talking about it, when when people see me, see me, used to see me, I don't know, like. Yeah, I'm doing a treatment. Uh, they used to tell me like, "Why are you putting like a scarf?" On? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a treatment." But this this navigating these two things, I think, is the story because you're not you're not hiding. No. You're comfortable telling somebody I'm yeah. going through something, but you want them to treat you like everything is fine. Exactly. Yeah, this is what I respect about your your. I don't know if personality yeah. is the right word, but it's your revenge against cancer. Yeah. Maybe. Because you know the yeah. worst thing at the eye of the people, the pity. Mm. If they look at you and they pity you, oh, haram, she has yeah. cancer or yeah. whatever. This is the worst thing. Yeah. I could. Uh, May I ask you though, when you first were diagnosed with breast cancer, did you feel that people were being, that they were showing pity? Yeah. And and did I you th- react in a way that you're saying no? Yeah, yeah. I I like some friends were like. I understand it's a shock for them. I could see in their eyes yeah. that they're, pit- they're pitying the pity in yeah. their eyes. And they started crying. And I'm like, guys, no, it's fine. <laughs> and you're not, yeah, exactly. I'm, you're the one comforting I'm the them. One, yeah, I'm the one having this disease. So uh, stop crying. It's fine. <laughs> there is a solution. Yeah. We're going to do it. And uh, we'll see. We have to be positive. So, hello. Uh, I told you I'm, I'm not like always like positive and I had my uh, my moments as well. Yeah. But it was easier than expected. Like the whole journey, the mm. first one. Easier in that and the I'm first s- journey. I'm, I'm sorry to ask you. Was it the first round where you had to do? Is it double mas- The name is not coming to me. That's when you have to remove. Yeah, mastectomy. Mastectomy? Yeah. Yeah, double mastectomy, is that right? So you had to remove your breasts. Yeah. Did that happen the first round? The first round. That was the first round. Yeah. So you you maintained this positive uh, angle. Yeah. Even when you were going through something very, very personal and scarring. I mean, this is what I'm it's It's hard. That you're losing some a part of your body, kind mm. of. Yeah. You're losing a part of your body, even though you're doing a reconstruction. Mm. Yeah. So you'll have uh, fake boobs. <laughs> I think that's the biological term. <laughs> yeah. They use in the hospital. We're gonna give you fake boobs. Yeah. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're also, they're also called breast implants, but we'll call them fake boobs. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have, yeah, I'll have breast implants. Yeah. Okay, and they will look better than before. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. But you were you were you were approaching it that way. Yeah, I was like this. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take it positively. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like uh, at least I'm gonna survive. I'm I'm gonna. But now, this journey is different. I'm going to try to compare them mm. from your side, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine going through two rounds in less than a year when there's 
already a physical process that you have to adjust to. And you are, I mean, you're running a business, which is in itself a very difficult thing to do. You're running a family business that depends on stability, depends on economic stability, and this country doesn't have either one, but you're managing, and you're trying to, in a way, project this positivity, and a year later, summer season comes around, and you discover you have to go back to the hospital. So yeah. can you, maybe in a sort of introdu introductionary way, can you compare them the way you felt them, at least the beginnings of both? Did it feel like you were returning to the same thing last summer? Or did you feel like, no, something is worse now? It's worse. It was worse. Mm. For me, the fact that it came back, and because um, now it's in a different level, on a different level. It's not only in the breast, it's in the bones. So yeah. there is more risk that it will be all over the body. I, I don't know. Like it can spread. Can you, yeah. can you explain as much as you can about what is what happened this round? I know from very <coughs> limited access yeah. to what you've you've told me that it's because of the initial breast cancer. Yeah, it it's, just, a, yeah. it's the same cancer actually mm. that uh, that uh, cells has migrated to the to the bones. Yeah, doctors consider the bone as one organ, so mm. it can be the bones, mm. the legs, the, uh, the 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 neck, right. the the back. Yeah. So the first. Uh, the first thing how I discovered, I had a back pain. Uh, I had a neck pain. Mm. And uh, so same feeling again. Same feeling again. Yeah. I had a back uh, neck pain, and uh, I was in a party, and a friend of mine, like, uh, hugged me. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke my neck. Really? Yeah. So, so the hug. The hug. Yeah. It cracked your neck. It cracked my neck. So, oh my god. And I felt it. But uh, so I took, I was like, oh my, it was, I was in pain. Yeah. And I took like some uh, ice and I put it on my neck and I wanted to continue the party. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to miss the party. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear. Wait, I, hold on. This Your is neck... stupid from my side. But you, this, this is not just stupid, it's hilarious. So you... A friend hugs you, your neck cracks, and you're determined to keep partying. Yeah. Maybe this is a bit a big big part of the story too that you should stop partying. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, this... and I wanted to continue to party, you know. I was my with the ice pack on my neck. Wow. We didn't yeah. know it was cracked. I didn't know. I was yeah. like, okay, I didn't know it was like broken neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, I'm in pain, uh, whatever. Yeah. And then when I went home, it was hell. Mm. I couldn't like move. I couldn't. Yeah. So we went in uh, emergency yeah. to the hospital, and um, they discovered that there are uh, some cells, cancer cells, in the in the neck and on the spine. I see. So it was really by accident so that, that by you, accident that, that I discovered. Yeah, I found out this. This hug is what even, saved your life. Because exactly. Because even my doctor, he didn't like, even I told him that I have a neck pain. Mm. And he didn't even told, told, tell me to like do an ERM or something to scan my neck. Or He was like, yeah, it's too, and he didn't expect, it's too early to have a yeah. cancer again. Yeah. So the same doctor but did this not. this time, did, yeah. I didn't accept it like the first time. Oh, okay. 
at the beginning I was like uh, really depressed really like really down yeah and I started like saying uh, I don't know talking nonsense and no it's not nonsense I, I can I can I, I, I was can so angry I yeah. was so angry yeah and I was because uh, like I was looking forward for my new life and yeah because I just finished like it's been a year I've been doing a treatment yeah. and I'm just done with the treatment it's like like okay no go back it's like life is telling me ah oh, no you don't have to live now you you have to go back to your uh, treatment and be sick again I can remove this from the episode <coughs> if you don't want me to keep it but it's not just you're starting your life over I mean you're starting your romantic life over too which I thought was important <laughs> that's, that's what you were telling me <laughs> before you're like I need to get over this. I'm like, and I, I everything. Was, yeah, but you know what you were doing? You were making me relate to you because I felt the same way. Yeah. I had been going through a divorce. Yeah. I, I, and you were also mm. breaking up with, mm. with, a, with a husband. Maybe yours is just a little more complicated in terms of being here and maybe there's a, I don't know, maybe they're both complicated stories, but we're both breaking up yeah. with somebody. We're both getting divorced in the process. And I'm like, this woman is going through way too much. <laughs> and then you're in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Uh, so I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I was like looking at my mom. I'm like, how? My luck is, I don't have any luck. It's like, how can it be, yeah. you know, to have this, to have all this yeah. and continue having this? And what did I do? To, to deserve all this. I was like mm, really pissed mm. off. Do, do I, did I deserve all this? Like uh, yeah. the pain and everything? Yeah. And especially that this time, the treatment is much more difficult than the last time. Because like I have fractures in my back, I have like in my neck, so I cannot move. I'm stuck in bed. Yeah. I cannot move. I need to recover. And, and it takes time. Now it's been like uh, three months I'm in bed. Since August, mid-August. I, I know that cancer is a different experience than fractures and bones cracking. But they're both happening together. It and they're, is they're overlapping. Yeah. So can you walk me through what your experience is like trying to leave your hospital bed only to discover that your, bo- your back is breaking further? And I, I discovered this by accident because you were telling me. Yeah. Every time I'd visit you, you're like, hey, my back... Broke again. Broke again. I'm like, what are you talking about? And you would walk me exactly. through. But think, what, what, is the, what is the experience like? Just You can't leave your bed and your body is telling you, you know, exactly. you can't do anything. Yeah. You can't do anything. You're, um, actually, I started to be afraid of like uh, getting out of bed. Yeah. Because like my bones were so weak, were weakened by the cancer. Yeah. So, and whenever I ask a doctor... Okay, can I? Uh, is it safe to do this? Uh, to walk? He was like, Yeah, but I cannot guarantee you that you won't break. So, wow. doctors couldn't guarantee that my back won't break. And uh, it was like horrible. It was like I'm expecting it at any time to break something in my back and my bones and I don't know, like in my neck. And uh, actually, this is how I got three fractures in my back and my spine. While you're at the hospital. While I was in the hospital, yeah. Wow. Uh, like while I was trying to walk or something, and I, suddenly I feel the, like the bone breaks. And you would uh, feel it. Yeah, I would feel it. I couldn't move. Like I'm like, and the pain is 
And I discovered some uh, kind of medicine that is like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Other than morphine. Oh God, what, what, fent- fentanyl is fent- it? Fentanyl. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Don't don't take too much of it. <laughs> you may sleep permanently. <laughs> exactly. So they used to they used to tell, give me like fentanyl, fentanyl oh, yeah. or something. It's like opium, and like I think yeah. it's the hardest opium. It's something like yeah, hundred yeah. times stronger than morphine. And yeah. exactly, I was I was in such pain. Yeah. Like they gave it to me, and I'm like. In a second, I was like, yeah. <laughs> when I do a panic attack, it like I feel like I'm stuck in my body, yeah, and I can't move, yeah, and I start like moving all around, like uh, moving my body all over the bed, so yeah. I, like I wanna, I wanna go out. I wanna go out, and I couldn't. I can't. Hmm. So, so it's a and I feel like it's suffoc- yeah, yeah, I'm suffocating. Yeah, like I'm stuck in this body, and uh, hmm. this is the kind of panic attack I'm having. Um, so it's almost trying, trying really to just break out of your yeah state. Yeah, but you, maybe I'm overdoing it by emphasizing it, but your personality is is, is the same. On a good day and a bad day, which is weird for me. That that's really uh, <clears throat> I I don't know any experiences like this. <laughs> talking to you right now is like talking to you at Bolero a year ago, or whenever. Yeah. yeah so that's why I, uh, it just shows maybe there's a strong character that can take on any challenge. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have this. Yeah, I have this in me. I yeah. don't. I, um, I don't know how to explain it. Does it? I mean. Does, do you feel like it comes from something that you've experienced that sort of gives you perspective? Is there something that maybe you know what a challenge is already? Therefore, this is not really new. It's just a matter of overcoming it. This time, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Even I told my mom the other day, like, I don't know. I can't see when, I can't see like when I will be walking again. Yeah. Like, how am I going to walk? How am I going to improve? Like, usually yeah. I'm I'm more positive, and I, now I'm I'm a bit like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like, how am I going to? When am I going to? Am I going to walk again? Like uh, I, I have these question marks. Yeah. Even though my physiotherapist like she's like, yes, of course you will you will do this. You will. Huh? Even though it will take time, it yeah. might take six months, it might take... It's a matter of time. And you have to be patient. But I don't know. My patience started like to... The matter of time and being patient is what comes with just being in this country anyway. And when it becomes such a personal journey as well, I think the fact that you're still same despite everything that's happened i think is is uh it's a valuable lesson to someone like me who does at times fixate on smaller problems and i think it's a lesson for anyone who gets caught up in unnecessary detail and this is what i took from those moments with you and i think that's selfish but i learned from it 
I actually wanted to see you for those reasons, because you're reminding me that, yeah, I mean, take it easy on yourself. Believe me, it was, it was like this for me also. Like right. now, yeah. I really, really, I'm like, simple things. I appreciate simple things now. Yeah. I'm like, all I want to do is like, <laughs> be on the terrace, have a cup of coffee. It's like, yeah. wow, you're so lucky you can do this. You know? It is a nice terrace as well. Yeah. I was just sitting there. You, you have a very unique place for coffee. It's better than any place I can think of. <laughs> I actually <laughs> Exactly. I know what you're I know what you're yeah. going through because I I want yeah. See? And I'm like, yeah. I know. But after all, this is life also. People can you know small problems will always nag about small problems and whatever. But I think this experience will change me. Not not the first one. Mm, mm, mm. The first one, like with the breast cancer, I was like, fine, it was an experience. Yeah. But it didn't do much to me. It didn't change me like much. But this time, I think I would appreciate things differently. And I would like, I, I'm concentrating on myself more. Mm. Like what I really want. What uh, who I am I? What I love? What, I don't know. Yeah. You know, no, it's different. And I don't know. I'm reading a lot of books about like uh, psychosomatic. Uh, I mean, I see a book right in front of yours. Yeah. The, the healing power of illness. Yeah. Understanding what your symptoms are telling you, and this has actually just been the backdrop. Exactly. Of this and I've been looking at this title while looking at you, and uh, I think your experience is as rewarding if not more than any book I've read on this kind of intimate journey um, you have all, so many relatives inside the moment I entered it's like a TV show these curious characters walking all over the place some people are fishing yeah. some are talking about what they're going to do and then your siblings are walking maybe an aunt passing through your mom it really felt like a, like an entertaining show I could just sit and watch all these people that's true yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, warmth inside. True. And you have also a, a successful business in the background. But the maybe it's the intimacy of it. Do you think that this is actually maybe how people survive in this country anyway? During this experience, I told my mom, I thought about a lot about people even in Lebanon. People who doesn't... who. People who don't have like a family, a family, or someone to support them. Yeah. Because now, honestly, I'm I'm having a lot of support from my family, my friends. So yeah. it's it's not an easy journey. Yeah. And I'm not independent. I'm dependent. Like I'm not. You know, I need them to take care of me. Yeah. I'm not. I cannot move. I cannot. So. So, I don't know how people do it. Like how. People who, who are alone in this, you know, or who don't have anyone to yeah. take care of them. And you've got so many relatives that checked in on you when I was visiting you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so lucky this. From that side, I'm yes. so lucky. Yeah. Honestly, I am surrounded by great friends, mm. great family, and it helps a lot. Is it really any, helps. In that story. Is there any moment where you're thinking, I've had enough of this too, that I could use a vacation from everything, including being at home? 
because I know this is where you want to be now. But when you're on the road to recovery... Yeah, but honestly, yes. Yeah. I yeah. had like, sometimes... Yeah. I'm like, I, I feel like going someplace <laughs> and be alone. Like, yeah. with my mom or with my sister because I need the support. Also, still with them. I need, because I need them. Yes. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Physically, I need them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like... Uh, no, I feel like being alone. Like, yeah. thinking about my, my situation. I'm the one who's living this. Even though they're hurting, of course, they feel it, they're hurting, they're, they're, they live with me the whole the situation, and, mm, uh, mm. but it's different. Because, like, I'm suffering, I'm the one who's, like, living all this. Yeah. They cannot, they cannot relate. Yeah. They can help, they can uh, be there for me, but they cannot relate. Yeah, but many times I'm like, yeah, I need to, like, disappear, like, stay not see anyone yeah like stay alone focus i don't know what you're saying is exactly what i would want to yeah. i think i would want to detach to detach exactly yeah i've taken some advice without you offering it i've learned from just being with you uh enough the last few months where i'm actually looking at life a little differently could you maybe share some wisdom if you have any on the last year of your life a year and a half uh, during this tragic time in Lebanon and it could be anything it could be a very personal experience with cancer um, it could be trying to project some positivity I think of Bolero I think of what I would like to see more of in this country it could be also just uh, family and how families cope with each other it's, it's anything that you could add to what has already been pandemic, economic collapse, where you have, I, I know it's not something we talked about, but it's just, it's fresh that there's cholera in this country now, in 2022. It's crazy. It's insane. It's really insane. What would you tell somebody sort of navigating this journey right now from your bed, if you could offer them some advice? <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy that you're walking. You're you're independent. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Honestly, simple, simple things. Not even really, really simple. I don't know. Basic stuff. Basic, basic stuff. Like uh, taking a shower. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's like, imagine. Well, that's important. Imagine, right? yeah. yeah. You know, simple stuff. Like uh, being independent, not uh, needing anyone. Yeah. Like, for me, it's important because I used to be, I am a very independent person. Yeah, like, I never needed anyone. And now I feel like I'm, like, I need my mom or my sister to help me do stuff. So, yeah. and so now I appreciate the independence. So now, more. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now I appreciate really simple stuff. Like, I tell them, like, I just want to walk and walk and go to the kitchen i don't know prepare my own coffee yeah. have my uh, like do stuff do simple stuff yeah i don't want more than that honestly and um, i don't know people like uh, it's not worth uh, people like they they nag about stuff that is, that are not worth it honestly like in life i agree like even my sister she's she's with me like 
she lives with me and sometimes the other day she was here she was angry I'm like why are you angry about this Nus? come on Nus. Uh, then again this is life <laughs> yeah and i'm like come on it will pass it's something like uh, don't don't let it uh, hurt you that much yeah. don't let it so really i don't know do you think it's required to go through this kind of pain to be able to think that way because i agree with what you're saying and i um, think required maybe I don't know if it's required. Some some people maybe reach this level without going through the, this pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they might I don't know through meditation through different stuff. Uh, but honestly, I reached it. I used to appreciate everything in life. It's not like, uh, but now, it's even simpler stuff. I'm appreciating like really, really, really anything, like really simple stuff. There's a singer I once heard on a talk show in the States who was asked a, a similar question while he was diagnosed with cancer. I think his name was Warren Zevon. He's a, yeah. he's a rock musician, but very talented uh, singer. And the, the host asked him uh, for sort of life advice when you're coming to these uh, conclusions. And he said, enjoy every sandwich. <laughs> I thought that was a yeah. great answer. Yeah. It's like, this is the yeah. most basic thing you do. You don't think about it. Yeah. But enjoy it because this is all temporary. Yeah. And I, I appreciate all the time you've given me tonight. I know that your sister and your mom have already sort of popped in to see what's going on. So I'm going to let let you go let them come in um i mean it uh you're an inspiration to me i don't find thank inspiration you. in many places thank you i think the fact that bolero's music in the background sort of has that other side to the story that people are having a good time tonight in a place that you helped create but you're here right now unable to participate in that mm. But it's right next oh, door. But I can hear it, yeah. You can hear it. I can participate from afar. Yes, and if you hear something going wrong, you know how to handle <laughs> it because you'll be like, wait, wait, let me call somebody. Change the music. Change the music, yes. <laughs> That's something I've seen you do, which is amazing. I think your brother was abroad. Yeah. And he was able to change the yeah. Spotify playlist from a different country. And I'm like, That's amazing. You yeah. guys perfected the music. I look forward to seeing you. Forget Bolero. I look forward to seeing you just out uh, and Me beyond too. the coffee on the terrace, which you deserve. Um, yeah, no, Me I'd too. like to. I'd I like look to... forward, even though I know it's a long uh, process, and uh, I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna have my ups and downs, and uh, this too shall pass. Can't think of a better way to end this. No. I may. Thank you. Thank you. We did it. We did it. Yay.
since I'm stuck in bed, I need to benefit from this time to learn something. I don't know, you know, like listen to podcasts and do do stuff that usually I don't have time to do it. Thank you for only listening to this when you're in bed <laughs> with cancer. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Things are so bad. Uh, let's see what this guy's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but usually, you know, you don't have much time to do no, no, like know, a I lot know. of things, like to read. I'll take whatever I can. 